Hello and welcome to Falmouth Vineyard's audio podcast. We're really grateful that you're joining us today. Our vision is to see Cornwall coming alive through the hope and freedom that Jesus brings. To find out more about who we are or how to connect with us, visit falmouthvineyard.org. We'd love to hear from you. So Holy Spirit, the revealer is the title of the talk this morning. We are doing a new series on the Holy Spirit and up to Pentecost called Empowered. And as I've said, we have taken some of the material for this series from the US vineyard. So blame them if it's skew if. No, it's not. It's really good. Um, so we are so glad to be starting this. Um, I always feel with the big events in the church calendar, you can kind of hit them abruptly rather than building up to them. And we really wanted to build into Pentecost. What happens at Pentecost? Who is the Holy Spirit? That's the question. So there's a lot of confusion around Holy Spirit. Who is he and what does he do? I think it's safe to say he's probably the most misunderstood member of the Trinity. God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit, the Holy Blur, God the Holy Ghost. Who is the Holy Spirit? Well, I thought it'd be good to start from a video clip from Alpha, which is a course that's designed to help explore Christianity. And they went around asking different people with faith background and no faith background, who is the Holy Spirit? And let's have a listen to what they said. Who is the Holy Spirit? I don't know, sorry, I don't know. That's a tough one. Um, it's... Uh... God, Jesus, and the Holy Spirit, they're all like a trinity. Angels? I don't know. It's, it's God. I think the Holy Spirit is different for everyone. Wouldn't that be your conscience? Huh, I have no, I don't really have a, a lot of, I don't know. I don't know who the Holy Spirit is. I mean, I don't know. Third person of the trinity? Um, the Holy Spirit? I've never even really much thought into that. I love his honesty. It's like he's the one in the, all the alpha videos. Just like, nope, got no idea. Nope, you're all crazy. There is so much confusion about who the Holy Spirit is, both within the church and outside the church. Um, and this might be because we are more likely to talk in church about Jesus. We're more likely to talk about God the Father and less about the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit can become an afterthought. The holy blur. I don't think the translators of the King James helped anyone really by referring to him as the Holy Ghost. Is he a ghost? Ooh, it's slightly spooky. What's all that about? Some of us might have confusion about the Holy Spirit from what from negative experiences within the church as well. Maybe you've been told or taught that unless you speak in tongues, you're not a real Christian. Or maybe you've been taught that spiritual gifts, signs, and wonders don't happen now, and that people's just it's just people's wild emotions or worse, evil spirits. Maybe you've seen manipulation and hyped-up emotionalism associated with the ministry of the Holy Spirit. Have you ever been prayed for and someone's tried to push you over? Yes. It happens, doesn't it? So part of this series is to clarify... There's there's some stories there, which I really want to pause, but we're not going to. So part of this series is to clarify who we believe the Holy Spirit is as a vineyard church and what do we believe the Holy Spirit does. So here at the Vineyard, we are a church that is part of a movement called the Vineyard. We believe the Holy Spirit is a person. He is the third person of the Trinity, and that includes the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. And those three are co-equal, 
and co-eternal. We believe in a triune faith, which means we believe in the Trinity. God in three persons. One God, three persons. And each of those persons have a unique roles and responsibilities, but they work together in unity and harmony. So here at the Vineyard, we believe in the person, the power, and the presence of the Holy Spirit. Over the series, we're going to study and explore who the Holy Spirit is. We're going to discover that he's so much more than we previously knew, and he has so many roles in our lives. He is the revealer. He is the empowerer, the teacher, the helper, the comforter, the partner. We're going to dispel some confusion, hopefully, along this journey. So let's pray and invite the Holy Spirit to guide us as we launch in this morning. Lord God, would you come? Come by your Spirit. Lord, would you fill me, empower me to to preach your words rather than my opinions, Lord God? We want to hear from you. Holy Spirit, would you stir our hearts? Would we listen to your words this morning? In Jesus' name, amen. So I thought it might be helpful to look first at some words that are used in the Bible to describe the Holy Spirit. In the Bible, in the, now Hebrew scholars, don't tell me off here. Um, the word in Hebrew in the Old Testament used for the Holy Spirit is ruach. It's a gorach to it. Love that. And this word means breath, wind. And then in the New Testament, which is mostly written in Greek, we see the word pneuma not pneuma, pneuma, which again means breath, pneumatic, that kind of air sense of the word. So the Holy Spirit is described as breath, something completely essential to life. The word that is used to describe him shows how vital his role is in our lives. Interestingly, all throughout the Bible, the Holy Spirit often has vivid descriptions, sometimes described as wind, water, like a dove, like fire. It's very vivid language, but it's important to realize that even though he's described as these things, he is a person. You find the Holy Spirit at the beginning of the Bible in the book of, the Gen- in the book of Genesis and at the end of the Bible in the book of Revelation and all throughout the Old and New temper- te- temperatures? Testaments. That's interesting. You might want to take a picture of this next slide and use it to do some Bible study over the next week. Look at that. I couldn't get the format. Very good. But anyway, throughout the Old Testament, so at the hovering over the emptiness in Genesis 1, creating the material universe and humanity. In the Old Testament, he comes to particular people at particular places and fills them for particular purposes. You can see the book of Judges, the life of Deborah, anointing of Saul, He anticipates the anointed one, the Messiah in Isaiah. He proclaims that one day he would be poured out on the whole people of Israel in Ezekiel and through the prophet Joel that he would be experienced universally. And then into the New Testament, Jesus is born of the Spirit. He lives a sinless life by the power of the Holy Spirit. He he leads Jesus to his earthly movements into the wilderness. The power of the Spirit, Jesus is raised from the dead, Romans 8. After his resurrection, Jesus gave, ten, sorry, gave commandments to his disciples through the Spirit. So just, a, you, can, you can take a picture or you can, I can send that to you. Just the work of the Holy Spirit, the ministry of the Holy Spirit, the empowering of the Holy Spirit all throughout the Bible. So how would you describe Holy Spirit? This is from a book by a vineyard pastor in the States called Diane Lehman. The title of the book is amazing. It's just called Holy, Hello, Holy Spirit. It says this, Who is the Holy Spirit? 
He's not a ghost, an impersonal force, or an elusive power out there. He is neither a doctrine to be studied nor a distant deity to be feared. He is a person to be known and loved. He is God himself. He is one of the three persons of the Trinity, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. One God, three persons. His, he's God's gift of himself to each of us. He makes the Christian life indescribably beautiful and a fun-filled delight. So this morning we're going to focus on one of the roles of the Holy Spirit, the, his role as revealer. The Holy Spirit loves to reveal. He loves to uncover. He loves to unveil what was hidden from us. So one of the things the Holy Spirit loves, or one of the people the Holy Spirit loves to reveal, is Jesus, the real Jesus. There is a ton of confusion in our culture about who Jesus is and what he stands for and what he did for us. But Holy Spirit reveals the real Jesus. Um, So how does the Holy Spirit reveal himself to us? I'd like to unpack it in three ways, three points, through new spiritual birth in us. Second, by empowering us to reveal himself to others. And then third, to bring clarity where there is confusion. So if you've got a Bible or an app, you can scroll through. Scroll to the Gospel of John, chapter 3. And we're going to read from verse 5 to 8 of John, chapter 3. And I'm going to read this from the NLT, so I've done it on the screen. Um, For the context, Jesus is in conversation with Nicodemus, who is this religious leader, a Jewish religious leader, one of the Pharisees. And he comes to Jesus in the dark. and And Jesus says that unless you are born again you cannot see the kingdom of God. Nicodemus is like, what? What does that all mean? So let's pick it up in verse 5. Jesus replied, there it is, I I assure you, no one can enter the kingdom of God without being born of water and spirit. Humans can reproduce human life, but the Holy Spirit gives birth to spiritual life. So don't be surprised when I say, you must be born again. The wind blows wherever it wants. Just as you can hear the wind but can't tell where it comes from or where it is going, so you can't explain how people born are born of the Holy Spirit. Jesus says you can't get into his kingdom. You cannot enter the kingdom of God without being born again, without being born. And the Holy Spirit is the agent of new spiritual birth. So what does that mean? Well, it actually means that the Holy Spirit is the one who draws you. He's the one that explains things to you, the one that makes the unknown known to you. So when you come into relationship with Jesus, it's actually the Holy Spirit working in you to understand that revelation. When you come to the point where you realize finally who Jesus is and what he's done, we don't do those things. That isn't a decision we make by ourselves. The Holy Spirit is the one who gives new spiritual birth. This is really good news. Why? Because it means that if you have said yes to Jesus, the Holy Spirit lives in you. You are sealed with the Holy Spirit. That doesn't mean you have everything sorted and no more questions. We can have the Holy Spirit living in us and still grieve him and still ignore him. But the Holy Spirit draws us towards Jesus and reveals who Jesus is and I would say the real Jesus. Tom, we got the slide. I've found a picture which uh, someone's used to describe Jesus. So I love blue hide, white, gun-carrying Jesus, but I'm really not sure that is a biblical portrayal of who Jesus is. And that's just an example. We can make Jesus in our image and portray, project our values onto Jesus when Jesus doesn't carry any of those values, obviously. It's, it's the Holy Spirit that goes, oh, there's something wrong about that picture. Is it his white skin? Is it his gun? 
Like, there's so many things, isn't there? It doesn't stop there. The Holy Spirit keeps revealing Jesus to us. The Holy Spirit wants to continue to refine and change us too. He actually wants our mind to match his mind. He wants us to actually understand who our Heavenly Father is, who Jesus is, and who we are. It's a continual work of the Holy Spirit. Jesus describes this in John 16, where he's explaining to his disciples that he's just about to leave them. He's going to ascend into heaven, but he says this, John 16, verse 13, But when he, the Spirit of truth, comes, he will guide you into all truth, and he will not speak on his own. He will only speak what he hears, and he will tell you what is yet to come. He will glorify me, that's Jesus, because it is from me that he will receive what he will make known to you. He will reveal it to you. All that belongs to the Father is mine. That is why I said the Spirit will receive from me what he will make known to you. And here we see this beautiful dance of the Trinity. The Father, the Son, and the Spirit all working together. All, um, but the Holy Spirit's job in this is revealing. He will make it known to you. He will reveal it to you. And we get a glimpse here of the prophetic nature of the Holy Spirit as well. He will tell you what is yet to come in verse 13. And there's a real sense of being guided by the Spirit, guided by the will of God. Holy Spirit guides us in all truth, the passage says. He reveals Jesus, the ultimate revelation of truth. So the second point for those taking notes, the Holy Spirit empowers us so that we reveal him to others. The book of Acts, if you've read it, is full of stories of the early church empowered by the Holy Spirit, preaching the good news of Jesus, healing the sick, driving out demons, and serving the poor. So there's the um, Apostle Philip. So Philip's at the heart of all this incredible kingdom activity. Let's read what he does in Acts chapter 8, picking up in verse 26. Could just a little bit of a longer reading. So it says, Now an angel of the Lord said to Philip, Go south... Go to the south road, the desert road that goes down from Jerusalem to Gaza. So he started out, and on his way he met an Ethiopian eunuch, an important official in charge of all the treasury of Kandiki, which means queen of the Ethiopians. This man had gone to Jerusalem to worship, and on his way home was sitting in his chariot reading the book of Isaiah the prophet. The spirit told Philip, go to that chariot and stay near it. Then Philip ran up to the chariot and heard the man reading Isaiah the prophet. Do you understand what you're reading? Philip asked. How can I, he said, unless someone explains it to me. So he invited Philip to come up and sit with him. This is the passage of scripture the eunuch was reading. He was led like a sheep to the slaughter, and as a lamb before its shearer is silent, so he did not open his mouth. In his humiliation, he was deprived of justice. Who can speak of his descendants? For his life was taken from all the earth. The eunuch asked Philip, tell me, please, who is the prophet talking about, himself or someone else? And then Philip began with this very passage of Scripture and told him the good news of Jesus. As they traveled along the road, they came to some water, and the eunuch said, Look, here's some water. What can stand in the way of my being baptized? And he gave orders to stop the chariot. And then Philip and the eunuch went down into the water, and Philip baptized him. I love how the Holy Spirit is woven throughout this story. The Holy Spirit tells Philip, hey, listen, you've got to go over to that guy. Just linger near his chariot. And when he goes, he gets to the eunuch and he discovers that he's confused. And he's able in that moment to explain the good news of who Jesus is. And then what happens, the Holy Spirit, the revealer, the agent of new birth, actually makes the truth of Jesus clear to the eunuch. 
And in that moment, the user decides to get baptized. And I want to show the world that the old me is dead, and I want to rise out of the water with the new me, filled with his spirit. And the only way this happens is through the Holy Spirit. He is the revealer. He takes the confusion and he breaks it. And this is what he wants to do for us, which we'll come on to a little bit later. For each and every one of us here this morning, bring clarity to our confusion and reveal the truth of who Jesus is and what he has done for us. So, last point, the Holy Spirit reveals himself by bringing clarity where we have confusion. So some of you would have heard this story before. In 2017, Ruth and I were very happily living up in Cardiff. All of our kids had been born there. We were on staff at the vineyard in Cardiff. We'd helped plant it in um, 2008. Church had grown to about 400 people, probably around that kind of size. Um, We had been there from the beginning as a part of a team that moved down from Nottingham. Um, In 2017, Ruth and I were investigating an old library on Newport Road. That was the road that made one of the main routes into the city. Um, the council were considering giving it to um, charities within the city to use for the community. And we were really interested in turning this building into a compassion centre. So as a church, we were already doing loads of work with refugees and asylum seekers within the city, providing hot food to the homeless. Vulnerably Housed started a cafe session with English lessons for some of the refugees and asylum seekers just to help them improve their English as well. The church was growing It was coming right to its limits of the capacity of the building. Um, And we were meeting both in the morning and evening. So James and Jen, the senior pastors there, had the vision to shift the church to a multi-site model. So instead of one congregation meeting in one location, Vineyard Church Cardiff would be one church meeting in four locations spread throughout the city. Central morning and evening, north and west. And this is how they are now, and it's absolutely brilliant. And we had some friends down over Easter, over the Easter holidays, and it was amazing to hear stories of people coming to faith on the streets or walking past the building and coming in, hearing the music and exploring who Jesus is. Um, people being healed, loads of people doing Alpha. So anyway, that it was a super healthy, growing, vibrant church. So in 2017... We were praying about what would our role be in this new setup? What would it look like? So it happened that we were down here in sunny Cornwall for a family um, birthday really early in that year, in 2017. So we had a lovely weekend down here, and then we set out to drive back up the A30. Um, During the journey, you might find this too if you've got young children. There is a blissful moment. It can sometimes be a couple of hours long where where you're driving in the evening, and they're asleep, and you've just got peace and quiet. And you can have grown-up conversations and talk about these things. You just have peace in the car. You don't have to shove snacks back. You don't have to clean up the spills or change the music or the audiobook or break up any fights. There's just peace. So Ruth and I were, in the, were able to process on that car journey what was going on. Now, the background of this story is that God has spoken to us many years before about returning to Cornwall. Ruth had a vivid bird's-eye view image of Cornwall set on fire by the Holy Spirit. But we felt at that point that it was something to go on the back burners, on the back burner, but that our heart was burning for Cornwall and to come back at some point. And then more recently, God had met with both of us at the same time in a ministry session 
at the National Leaders Conference up in Nottingham, where they were praying for church planters. And we knew God had spoken, we knew he was stirring our hearts, and we knew he was calling us, but we didn't know where or when he was calling us to go. We didn't know what it was going to look like. So we were enjoying peace and quiet and grown-up conversation on the A30. The kids have gone to sleep, and we're able to process all of these questions. And the only way we can describe it Through that conversation, it was so obvious that the Holy Spirit was guiding us and leading us. We felt God's permission to come back to Cornwall. And it was like a switch moving from off to on, like our gaze or our focus had switched from being on Cardiff to move down to Cornwall. Everything had been shifted towards Cornwall. And in that moment, we had absolute clarity about moving back. We knew that we knew that it was the right thing to do. Even though we had the pain of telling all our closest friends that we were leaving, Ruth had to quit her job as partner of GP practice. I stepped down from staff at um, Vineyard Cardiff, and we put our house on the market. We took the kids out of school, and we moved down within nine months. Why do I tell you that story? Because the Holy Spirit brought clarity to our confusion. We knew God was stirring. We knew God was calling We knew he was speaking, and then we knew we had permission. And because of that, we knew he was taking us on this new adventure. Was it easy? Absolutely not. But God is with us. This is his idea. So where in your life are you experiencing that kind of confusion? Where do you need that clarity that comes from the revelation of the Holy Spirit, the intervention of the Holy Spirit? Come Holy Spirit isn't a prayer just for ministry times. God is available to us through his spirit. Jesus said, ask, seek, knock. When you know you need guidance, pray, come Holy Spirit. Maybe you felt the drawing of the Holy Spirit in your life just over this last few weeks, maybe this morning, that he is revealing Jesus to you. Maybe over Easter on that period where we looked at the cross, we've looked at the resurrection, Maybe this Easter you've glimpsed something of the divine beauty of who Jesus is, his love, his character, his acceptance, his majesty, his humility, and ultimately his sacrifice for us. Holy Spirit might be revealing his son to you this morning. And our prayer is that is something to be welcomed, invited, and maybe this morning is a chance to say yes to him. So, We really want to just do some ministry and just pray for each other. It may be around what God is doing through the Holy Spirit in your life in terms of sanctification, in terms of his mind becoming your mind. It might be um, to do with him revealing almost his salvation, his life to you, that you would actually make that step of saying yes to Jesus. Or maybe you just know that you're not in a great place and you almost want to recommit to Jesus and say yes again. Or maybe you just need clarity in the confusion of life. And life is confusing, isn't it? Life is a big mess and a whole load of different things going on. I'm almost like, who would not pray <laughs> in this one? Has anyone got clarity? Because that's, uh, yeah. So I think it'd be really good just to pray for God to break in and bring clarity and his, hear his voice over our own opinions as well. So do you want to stand? We'll do some ministry.